Hi, welcome to Sedated Man. I want to thank you for being here. If this is your first time, thanks for checking us out. If you're a regular listener, thanks for returning. I'd also like to ask that after the podcast, you take a minute and leave us a review on whatever platform you happen to be listening on. And lastly, we keep all of our show notes on patreon.com slash the sedated man. You can support the podcast there. You can find all the show notes from uh, past episodes and the current uh, podcast will be will be uh, put up there today. So I want to thank you for coming to episode 46, How to Find Joy in the Job You Hate. Now, if you're watching me live, we are live on Instagram, Periscope, and Facebook. If you're watching me live, I have my work shirt on, uh, funny enough. And why do I have my work shirt on? Well, I'm a service plumber by trade, and I happen to be on call. And when I'm done here, I have a job I have to go to. So... I thought that would segue just fine into it because, to be perfectly honest, I don't like plumbing. Now, why don't I like plumbing? I mean, I've gotten all kinds of responses over the years. Well, Mike, that's that's a good job. That's good money. I understand that. Well, Mike, there's good security in that. I understand that. Well, why don't you like your job? Because for me, it's not about the money. Okay, something I've struggled with for a very long time, and I've had this discussion with my my boss. And we're going to go into find and joy in a job that you don't like and, and how to deal with it and how to, how, to, how to not, you know, hate going to work every day. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, what is my problem with my job? Well, I, I know a lot of plumbers who love what they do because they feel it makes a difference. Whereas in my respect, I don't feel it makes a difference. Sure, I go in and I do things for people and they're grateful, but the next day they've forgotten I was even there. And me personally... I want to have an impact that lasts longer than that moment. Not because I'm arrogant and not because I want a pat on the back, but because, because God has driven me to make an impact. As a Christian male, we are required to make an impact that lasts long outside of ourselves. And too many men don't do that. That's part of the purpose for this podcast is to push you guys into areas that you're uncomfortable with. The comfort zone, without a doubt, is one of the worst places for men to be. Worst places. So, I'm sure you'll find it really surprising that 85% of people worldwide hate their jobs. 85% that were polled hate their jobs. I can count on one hand how many people I know that love their jobs or love what they do. Now, I came across an article, and the article will be in the show notes. Three reasons you don't feel satisfied with your career. And I would tend to agree with these. For one, everybody gets the question, what do you do? Now, for some people who are excited about what they do, man, they just jump right on it. You know, I do this or I do that. For a lot of us, it's, uh, you know, there's nothing super exciting when people say, well, what do you do, Mike? Oh, I'm a service plumber. Now, service plumber is not the only thing I do. It's my primary nine to five job right now. But service plumber is not exciting. And I think a lot of people, a lot of men, really want to say something inspiring and cool because that's kind of where culture is at right now, right? Uh, you know, I'm the CEO of a, a major marketing company or I'm, you know, it doesn't matter. You want to say something that's cool and saying, well, I'm a plumber or I'm a carpenter or I work at Walmart. You know, that's not exciting and people hate that question. Uh, a lot of people are focused on the external. All right. Number two, the external you know, money, promotions, and, you know, that stuff is great 
but it's even better when you are internally working on what you can do. All right, the external means nothing. I gave up a job several years ago that was excellent money, excellent benefits, and it was a hateful, hateful job. It wasn't plumbing. And I let my contract, it was a contract type job. They asked me if I was going to re re-up my contract, and I said, no, thank you. Not if I have to keep doing this. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was to the point where it was... I was sacrificing my family for this job to get things done. And it just was the money and the benefits. They just weren't worth it. And my wife agreed, but (coughs) excuse me. But the point is don't focus on the external, but too many people focus on the external. Number three, the fear of stepping outside your comfort zone. I got bad news for you guys. If you don't step outside your comfort zone, you will never grow. There is no growth Staying inside your little happy space. No growth. And you can add to that list, by the way, praise addiction. Now, what is praise addiction? Well, you want somebody to pat you on the back constantly. Is it nice when people pat you on the back? Yeah, I'm not saying that praise is not something worth getting. I'm saying that praise is not something that you should be seeking actively, you know, in the respect of, well, I deserve a pat on the back. Why am I not getting a pat on the back? So with that, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, in verse 10, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol where you are going. Okay, So whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Now that's Old Testament. So for some of you guys who are like, well, that's Old Testament, Mike. What about New Testament? Well, that's easy. You go to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23. Whatever you do, do you work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. For God rather than for men. But Mike, I've heard these a thousand times. They don't work. They don't help. They don't encourage. So what am I getting at here? Yeah, I've heard these verses too. So here's the number one. So I'm going to give you some actionable items. Things that you should be doing. Number one, check yourself and your attitude. If you think for two seconds your attitude is not affecting those around you, no matter how much you try to shield them, you are wrong. Your attitude is a dangerous thing, and it's shared with those around you no matter how much you try to shield them. I had a great attitude in a lot of things uh, with my sons while they were growing up, and I had a really bad attitude in a lot of things. Uh, when my sons were growing up, and I I hang my head every time I hear words come out of my mouth that I know were a result of my attitude while those boys were growing up. I once was told that you never know where you've planted a, you never know where you've uh, planted a seed until there's a tree there that you can't move. Now I want you to think about that. So number one, check yourself. Don't be that guy. You are never going to lead. You're never going to lead your family. You're never going to be a leader in your congregation. Well, Mike, I don't want to be a leader. Every man should attempt to be a leader at the very least in his household. Check yourself. Your attitude is more than likely to blame. Number two, 
Where can I show thankfulness and gratitude to God in my work? Okay, so so I don't like plumbing. <clears throat> Why? Because I don't feel that I'm good at it. All right, I, I struggle with some things. It's it's it may, Maybe you understand what I'm saying. Maybe you don't. But every one of us has a different struggle in the things that we are trying to do. So in this, number two, where can I show my thankfulness and gratitude to God? Here are some of the things I've done over the years. All right. For one, uh, I do free work for those who can't afford it. Now, let me just say that I have gotten myself to the point where I may not like what I do, but I am thankful for it. I'm thankful that God gave me something that I would have never been able to do on my own. He gave me a vocation that ultimately was what helped me uh, get done with my family what I needed to get done because I was working three and four jobs. My wife stayed home. It was difficult, but that's what she wanted to do. And if she wanted to do that, that's what I wanted her to do. So what I do is I do free work. And the free work is as a service to them that can't afford it. And it's as a thank you to God for the the gift of a skill that he's given me. All right. So the other thing you can do is give the gift of time to charities, which is similar to the first one given to people who can't afford it. But remember, as Christian men, we're to take the message out, right? So why not volunteer whatever skills it is you have to local charities? Look, you've got a skill, and whether you feel good, whether you feel that you're good at it or not, somebody employs you to do it, so they feel that you're good enough to do it. Take that skill, bless others with it. Number three. So, is there a part of your your industry that you can put time towards that will help you feel more satisfied? Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, are you pulled to the marketing side? Are you pulled to the uh, to systems? Uh, have you ever had a conversation with your employer about other options? I got news for you. Employers have the same problems we have. They put their pants on, you know, one leg at a time. Uh, they have struggles. They have things they feel good at, things they don't feel good at. Maybe they're looking for somebody to move towards marketing, to move towards sales, to move towards systems, to move to some, towards something more technical or less technical. You don't know unless you ask. Currently, I'm trying to help uh, institute a few different systems within within the business that I work at. That's Granted, it has to do with plumbing, but it's not plumbing in and of itself. It's something I feel better at, something I feel uh, that I can do, something I can move towards, and it makes it that much more enjoyable. It makes it more like I feel I'm contributing, like I'm making a difference. But have you had that conversation? Now, here's one that might really rock your socks, all right? Are you a true entrepreneur? Is it possible that God's placed something in you to do that you're ignoring? I always told my boys when they were growing up, who's the last one to lose their job in a business? Well, it's the owner. So who then has the most job security? Hmm. That'd be the owner. So is it possible that you're an entrepreneur? Is it possible that you need to move on to your own stuff? Is it possible you need to start your own stuff? 
What is it that's lingering within you that you know you should do that has that has been like a seed in the back of your mind that has been bugging you and your wife has been bothering you about it too because maybe you've shared it with her. Maybe it's time to step up and make that vision happen. Are you possibly an entrepreneur? Now, what's an entrepreneur? A person, an entrepreneur is a person in a business that works for somebody else who has entrepreneurial type qualities, but doesn't necessarily want to go do their own thing, but they want to help build a business. And so they have those same entrepreneur type qualities, only they want to work within the business they're in. Things to think about. So the point here is that Satan has found a huge chink in our armor through hating our jobs. 85%. 85%. Do you think that this guy doesn't know what he's doing? Do you think he doesn't know exactly where to push your buttons? Don't challenge the guy. He will wipe you out. Let God do it for you, okay? It's time to seal that chink with prayer and sweat, guys. Prayer and sweat. Remember, insanity is doing the same thing every day and expecting a different result. You go to work every day hating it, expecting what? That you're going to continue to hate it because you're correct. You've changed nothing. Only now you're taking your family with you on your with your bad attitude about it. You'll tell your kids... Go to college, get a good job, and do better than me. But really what you're telling them to do is be just like you. I told my sons to go out and conquer the world. And just for, so everybody knows, my some of my sons listen to this podcast, and I'm not knocking any of them. But I told my, my sons, go out, be something else, do something else, conquer the world. You can go anywhere, be anywhere, see anything. Most four of my sons live here within 40 miles of me. And it's nice because I get to see my sons and I get to see my grandkids. And all of them, with the exception of the one I still have at home, work in the trades just like I do. Why is that? Because I've told you before, your kids will be who you are, not who you want them to be. And so now I'm making a major push towards entrepreneurship. I've taken some serious risks. I've taken some losses. I don't ever want my sons to see an example of somebody who sat and said that mediocrity was okay. And I've begun to change my attitude about my job because I hear them grumbling about theirs. And I love them and I don't want for them what I have felt. Lead by example. to everyone around you. Now, once again, I want to I want to remind everybody that, yeah, a lot of times I'm talking to married guys with families. You single guys are not off the hook. If you think for two seconds that the congregations you attend, that those kids aren't watching you, that the elders aren't watching you, the deacons, I don't care where you go to church. If you think that you can walk in and walk out and nobody notices you, think again. Your attitude affects your parents. Your attitude affects your friends. And it's an attitude that you will take into marriage. This is something we must overcome. This 85% needs to go away. 
You will never hear me tell you to be content with your job because I don't believe the content is a word that Christians should use in the Webster's Dictionary format. If you want to see content, take a look at the apostles. Take a look at the great men of Scripture. Scripture says to be content. You go by their definition of content. Don't go by Webster's. So what am I saying? Push your comfort aside and conquer. I want to thank you guys for listening today. You can find us on Anchor.fm, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, and Spotify. And probably a few others out there that I haven't heard of before. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Now, if you have a question for me or there's a topic that you would like me to go over, you can reach me at Mike at the sedatedman.com. That's Mike at the sedatedman.com. I would tell you to go to my Facebook feed and watch the video, but my Facebook feed died. So I'm not sure why it broke the link. Either way, I'm still on Periscope, and it looks like Instagram is still chucking me too. With that, I'm available for mentoring and any advice you might need. I'm also available to speak uh, at your church, at your event, whatever it may be. Just get a hold of me once again at the email I, I said, and we can talk details. You guys have a great day. Once again, push your comfort aside and conquer, guys. Go forth. <laughs>